0: listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast by Dr. T. Michael W. Halcom, Dr. Frederick J. Long, Dr. Mario Melendez, Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and J.M. Smith. Welcome and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Proof Text. I am Michael Halcom, and in this episode, I'm thinking about three things, and I want to share those with you. Actually, I'm really thinking about one big thing, but we'll break it down into segments. And the one thing that I'm thinking about uh, has to do with Greek papyri and Greek ancient Greek fragments. Um, I remember when I was in Kentucky years ago, in fact, studying at the University of Kentucky, uh, that this news broke that I think the professor's name was Brent Seals or something like that had used uh technology at the time to sort of uh, decode a scroll that was rolled up so they used computer technology to look through each of the layers to sort of decipher what was in this scroll because they couldn't unroll it if they had unrolled it it would crumble it would break so since then over the last decade technology of course has gotten a lot better and um I saw an article last, well, a few weeks ago uh, come up, and I'm going to share that with you here. It came out of the University of Kentucky, and the title, as you'll see if you're watching, says Breakthrough Discovery Made from Within 2,000 Year Old Herculaneum Scrolls. And so uh, this is uh, referring back to the same scrolls that I had, I think it's referring back to the same scrolls that I had read about uh, years and years ago. Um, so, anyways, yes, yeah, so it's talking about Brent Seals. He's a computer science prof at the University of Kentucky. He hosted a conference and a live stream at the University of Kentucky uh, back in October, and they presented this breakthrough announcing that um, an entire word <laughs> has been read from the still closed scrolls, right? So, they got a word. So, this is pretty interesting and the greek characters for meaning purple dye um purpura uh is the word that they were able to um uncover so this you know i'm thinking about as i read this i'm thinking about what kind of technology were they using to do this um if you go back to uh years ago they were using x-ray images and all all kinds of things but um one of the technologies now now in use is uh called deep mind and so um deep mind has this new ai model that helps decipher date and locate ancient inscriptions it's pretty amazing and uh, here's another article that I'm showing on the page right now. Um, this is by James Vincent, and it's at theverge.com. So there's a lot of Greek scholars that are uh, interviewed in this, and they have some interesting um, they have some interesting gifs or gifs and things like that on here. But what I really want to draw our attention to is the software. That they're using. It's open source, it's online, and it's called Ithaca. And so we can go to that and check it out. And what I'd like to do here is just try to give it a test run. The idea is that if we were to find a fragment, we could use this software to help us reconstruct uh, what the fragment would say as a whole. It would help us date it and even help us identify uh, geographically where it was from. That's pretty incredible if you think about it. So let's uh, give it a test run. So if you go to Ithaca.deepmind.com and you enter uh, at least 50 characters and then you can do a search. So I'm going to do that here live with you. And one of the things that I thought would be interesting to look at and try to reconstruct was Papyrus 52. It's one of our um, oldest pieces of papyrus, one of our oldest fragments that we have. And as far as we know, it's uh, from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verses 31 to 32, somewhere around there. Um, So some date it to 125 to 175 AD or CE and it's found in egypt so what i want to do is just grab that text and what i'm going to how i'm going to do that is i'm going to go to um the greek cntr.org and i've already got john 1831 up and i'm going to click the p52 witness and it's going to give me the transcription there now if you're seeing the screen um you can see that the highlighted letters are what's missing. The letters that are unhighlighted are are what's there on the actual uh, piece of papyrus. So if I click this little magnifying glass, we can see that. So, for example, we can see here on the second line. Um, I'm going to pull this up. We can see Udena. We're looking at the fragment now, and if we go back to the transcription, we can see that Udena. So what's missing is everything that's highlighted here. All right. So what I want to do is give this a test. And um, we're going to see if we can make some of this work. And yeah, so let's let's do this. We'll uh, copy some of this. And then I'm going to bring it back into Ithaca. And I'm going to paste it in. Alright, so we got this in Ithaca now, part of 31, verse 30 of John 1831, and part of John 1832. And what I'm gonna do, um because uh at logos two is where it begins, I'm just gonna start plugging in question marks, and that's what it's going to help fill out. Here in just a moment. So we have the two, yes, uh, and then. So I'm just uh, filling in different blanks here, and I get up to ten, and it wants me to enter at least fifty characters. So I'm going to grab a couple more words. Eben. All right, let me paste this in. All right, this is pretty amazing. All right. Keep going here. Oops. Give me a moment, hang with me. I think you'll find this interesting. All right, so we got. 50 words in there and give me just a second so this is more helpful if you're watching so you can see the magic happen um we're gonna have it try to reconstruct what we have here One more second. Alright, so it wants me to enter a few more characters. Let's do that. Alright, so I think I got it ready to go there. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit Restore and Attribute, and we'll see what this does. So uh, it says restoration can take up to 15 minutes. We'll see what happens here. This seems to actually process pretty quickly. but. Uh, it says Ithaca is trained on 78,608 inscriptions. So it gave me my attribution outputs already. That was super quick. I'm going to click view. And you can see that it's given me a geographical attribution hypothesis. And it's saying that this, whatever I just typed, was likely to come from uh, Syria and Phoenicia. So that's kind of interesting. Um So it does give us a potential, uh, some potential stuff in Egypt, um, as well, but the probability for Syria and Phoenicia is a little bit higher. So let's see uh, if still working here. All right, it's still going processing the restoration. So that's the geographical uh, attribution. Salency, mat. So. Salency map. And if we look at the chronological attribution hypothesis, um, it's giving us really a date distribution of about 10 years, 160 to 170, which is pretty fascinating because um, most people date this 125 to 175. So this is putting this on the later end of that. So it's saying that there's a high chance that this was written um, between. One sixty to one seventy all right, my outputs are completed. We'll look at those in a minute, but there's almost just a high chance that it was written around one hundred to one ten so this has nailed it as far as what scholars um have suggested one hundred to or one twenty five to one seventy five so it really has nailed it. It's given us a range of one hundred to one seventy essentially for the highest degree of probability it's telling us that it's likely from Syria and Phoenicia or Egypt and Nubia. Uh, so again it's very correct in that regard. Let's see what it gives us for our um output uh, uh the restored output here. So here's the restoration outputs and you can see that um based on my text it it gives us uh, numerous possibilities for what this looks like. Uh, about twenty there, and then down below it gives us a restoration saliency map, and uh, it's telling us what it did for when it placed in a letter, like where it put that. Uh, so if it's if it's put dropping in an iota, then it's showing us where it did that. So if we go back up and look at the first one, the first uh, construction, we have uden, um, Udena, and then it says In. Uh, so that might have been an error on my part. I didn't put a space there, but it says Ine. So maybe that's an error. But then we have Oloyi, um, which we know... Um, it should say ologos. So it didn't get that right. Uh, it should say ologos. So here we have Uh And then it put the um, epleiro. Epleiro the. Let's see. It, um, it got that right. It nailed that. Semeno thanato. It nailed um, both of those. Semeno. And then it should say thanato," Um semeno puo but I left the puo out. So it, it nailed that as well. So the reconstruction of the text was actually very good. Um, the dating of the text was very good. And the geographical uh pinpointing of the text was pretty good. So yeah, I'm thinking about the geograph my three things, I guess, the geography dating and uh reconstructing or restoring of ancient Greek fragments, manuscripts, uh papyrus fragments. This is pretty incredible stuff and I'd encourage you just go play around with it. Ithaca.deepmind.com. dot com. Ithaca dot deepmind dot com. And uh you should have some fun with that. Use the use the Greek C N T R uh dot org site. You can you can play with that but um Yeah, technology is is amazing at this point, and I want to encourage you to use it um, responsibly in your own Greek studies and Greek research, but pretty cool stuff. Maybe you'll be the next one to come up with some breakthrough. So I'm going to stop there for now and say I hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to Glossahouse.com today. House Glossahouse, language resources for the global community.